What's going on guys? It has been a whole while. A lot of time. It's been about a month since I've sat down at this mic. Since I've sat down to deliver an episode of Comic Book Movie Guy the podcast. It's uh it's good to be back. Listen, there's a lot of news going on out there. James Gunn has been hired to be the guy to be DC's head. And he's going to be the Kevin Feige of the DCU. And let me just say how much respect I have grown to have for a guy like James Gunn. He did his thing with Marvel. He didn't bail on Marvel. They still did the Guardians of the Galaxy. He still did, you know, his three movies there. I think there was like there's three volumes of Guardians of the Galaxy. And then on top of that, he did the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, which I've yet to watch, but I've heard good things. This is big for DC. This is big for Warner Brothers because they have their guy. At least we have some sort of an idea as to who's going to be behind this whole thing. And they're going to build their universe they're going to start building their universe across not just movies, but it's been announced that they're going to create across TV, across games, and across movies. So all of that stuff is going to be tied to the same greater universe. And that's where I get excited. That's where I think, listen, this is how it should go. This is how, this is what DC should have done all along. And with the executives gone at Warner Brothers who sort of had this big mess that they created, it's exciting to sort of see light at the end of the tunnel, as it were. And with James Gunn coming on, I think you're going to get a very quirky and a very new, fresh take on the DC content. And I think that's the breath of fresh air everyone's been looking for. I haven't seen Black Adam yet. I was planning on going to see Black Adam. I just, I haven't gotten around to it. I'm hoping to watch it very soon. I I noticed it's on early home premiere and stuff now. And that's the other thing too, right? Like people aren't going to theaters anymore, it seems like. And maybe like box offices are still doing well. But at the same time, they're getting a little bit jumpy, a little bit trigger happy with releasing things on digital now because people will buy it and people will watch it. It's just they don't go to the theater anymore. And it's kind of a sad fact um, that theaters are sort of not going out of business by any means, but I think the crowds are a little bit scarce. James Gunn, his DC universe, when he creates whatever it is that he's going to create, he's going to have The Rock's Black Adam, and he's going to have Henry Cavill's Superman amongst this greater universe. And he released um, a very small picture or a very small tidbit of information, I guess, as to the direction they may be heading. And we see... um, 
sort of this timeline for DC that I would say is in line with a Final Crisis timeline or in line with a, uh, what is it, what's that called? When they cross universes to fight the greater threat. For some reason, it's not coming to my mind right now. If I think of it, I'll, I'll say it, but it's, I just think that if we have these crossover movies and crossover timelines where we can have different characters from different DC parts to come together as one greater power to fight a greater threat, I think that's where DC is going to succeed. And they even said that they're signing a deal with Amazon for animated content as well. I'm not a guy who gets like overly excited for animated content. But I just think that it sounds like they're doing it the right way at this point. Like, oh, it's, I'm so close here. I'm so close. Crisis on Infinite Earths. Wow. Can you tell I have not sat at the microphone for over a month? Yeah. It completely slipped my mind, but it looks like they're going for a Crisis on Infinite Earths timeline here, and they're going to have this lead up to sort of an endgame level event that would be the Crisis of Infinite Earths. And we see the picture that James Gunn had released was just the uh, Alex Ross art of Superman standing at the Hall of Justice, sort of looking down at some plans or whatever, and he's got a few superheroes behind him. But in the reflection, you can see, um, you can see a version of Batman. You can see a version of of uh, Shazam. All of these different characters in the reflection on the table below him, and it's it's always been one of my favorite pieces of art. And the suit that Superman wears in that Crisis, um, in that Crisis comic, is the red but it's got the black emblem with the red Superman S surrounding it. And I'm a little bit excited to see somebody else's take on Superman. I think that he's going to be at the forefront of this new direction DC is going. Because I'm the, I'm the first guy who says he loves Man of Steel. And I do love Man of Steel. But I think it's just really cool that they would keep Henry Cavill and start doing some new content with a new version of his Superman. Or an evolved version, if you will. Because let's face it, Henry Cavill's Superman has evolved from Man of Steel. Like, that's very, very early stages of Superman's career. I want to see a veteran Superman on the big screen. And I think that's what we're going to get. And with the cameo that's in the at the end of Black Adam, with Henry Cavill sort of stepping out of the shadows, we see this hopeful Superman, and we see this guy who, you know, he looks like he's been at it a while. He's faced the conflicts. He's faced the Batman v Superman conflicts. He's been resurrected for God's sakes. He died. You know, like this guy. He's he's been through it, and now. To see the dust settle and to see Henry Cavill still standing there in the Superman suit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. You know? 
And my big question always goes to Batman. And I know we have so much Batman content nowadays, but that's just who I am. I just love Batman so much and I just want him to be a part of the universe as well. It's been very hush-hush. We don't know what's going on with Ben Affleck. I really want him back. Just bring him back. Like, announce it, you know? Give the fans something to be excited for. I truly think that Warner Brothers is potentially waiting on the reaction from The Flash. Get some audience feedback, right? And that's kind of where we're at with DC right now. We need some audience feedback. We need to see where the fans are even at with this new direction. And I know, speaking from a fan standpoint, that Ben Affleck would be a great DC Batman going forward. I just think he fits what that could all look like. Like, I just think that he and Henry Cavill are great faces for that franchise. I think they would be a good tandem to see throughout the films. And I get that Ben Affleck is a busy guy, and I get that Henry Cavill is a busy guy, but I just think that if you make your Superman and Batman your priority number one, and then you have your Justice League characters, and we build back up to a Justice League movie over a bunch of different movies with different sprinkles of cameos of the main three, even you can add Wonder Woman in there, the, tr- the, the Trinity, those three, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman, If you have them at the forefront and you have this greater DC universe happening behind those three, those titans, you're going to be fine and you're going to get fans on board. You're going to get the casual viewer on board too because they know names like Ben Affleck. They know names like Henry Cavill. And let's face it, Gal Gadot, she's done her part too. And like, I always laugh with my friends and I say, that she's a horrible actress. And I, like, I truly, I don't like knocking people. I don't like knocking actors and actresses on their acting because for the most part, everybody we see on screen is pretty damn good. If they've made it that far, they have something, a feather in their cap, if you will. And Gal, she's gotten really good and she's grown on me and she just, like, embodies what I see as Wonder Woman visually. But I, her acting, I just at times I'm like, that's not her best stuff or it's not her best look, you know, like it comes across as cheesy, whether it's the accent, whether it's the delivery, I don't really know what it is for me, but I would put her in that forefront of the Trinity. I would have that as my priority number one. And I know you have to weather the storm with what is in place right now. So you're going to get a flash movie in 2023 And you're going to have Aquaman, the sequel for Aquaman. But it looks like they've done some reshoots and they've added some characters in to these final moments of these movies or end of the the movie credit, post-credit cameos, if you will. It's out there and it's rumored that different people from that trinity, from Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are going to show up in sprinkles throughout these movies that are being released that were already produced and done before this big change at DC happened. With James Gunn being the head now, I think it's smart to sprinkle in cameos. And we've seen that already with Black Adam. And we know that 
The Rock fought hard to have Henry Cavill back. And Hiram Garcia, the guy who directs that movie, him as well. I heard there was massive blowback from Warner Brothers when they wanted Henry in that movie. But they got it done. And now everybody's gone from that original executive staff that sort of turned DC into what it is now. I think we're on the right track for the first time in a long time. And I truly, truly believe and hope, my fingers are crossed, guys, that DC is going to come back strong. And they're going to have to because their counterparts, Marvel, with Quantumania coming out, like, in a way, to me, Quantumania, like, we're seeing the same thing that happened in 2016 with Civil War um, and Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. This is round two, in my opinion, because you have Ant-Man Quantumania introducing the big bad of Kang the Conqueror for the first time, really. Like, we've seen sprinkle cameos of him throughout the shows and TV that Marvel has done. But now Quantumania, it really does, like, based on that trailer, it looks like he's going to be... Uh, a little bit more than a cameo in that one. It looks like Kang is really being introduced to the MCU big screen on uh, in 2023. And I would say that Quantumania matches up pretty good against The Flash because The Flash, we know, is going to be a multiverse movie or at least a movie where he jumps timelines. Um, and I just think... Yeah, it's something to be excited for in 2023. I was trying to sort of collect a, a a group of movies in my head that I'm excited for in 2023. And there's a few here and there. Um, but it should be a pretty light year in the sense of like DC Marvel content, right? Like the only two big massive movies are Quantumania and The Flash for me. And I know we're going to get Aquaman as well and a few other Marvel projects, but like you can get excited for the Daredevil series. You can get excited for things that are going to be coming out on Disney+. Plus. But as far as the big screen goes, Quantumania versus The Flash are my two big ones for DC and Marvel. And I just think that DC is going to have to win this round, you know, like I think the flash is going to have to outperform quantum mania for this sort of to, to take with people. Right. And quantum mania is, it's not a risk for Marvel whatsoever. It's their stepping stone to their greater projects, their greater movies, which are coming. We know the Kang dynasty is coming. We know that secret wars is coming. There's a Spider-Man movie, a Deadpool movie. All of this stuff is happening for Marvel. And we know that's coming and we were promised that. And, you know, Marvel delivers on their promises. So there's no worries there. With DC, we're a bit of a scarred crowd, if you will. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just think that DC needs to really get on track here. And they need to build some momentum. And I think they're going to do that. I really do. I think 2023, 
leading into 2024 with the announcements that DC makes, they're going to start to really, they're going to start to gain some momentum. And I hope they just run with that momentum all the way to another Justice League movie. That would be awesome. That would truly be my hope is to see that. And yeah, like, how can you not be excited as a fan when they've finally got a guy who is the guy? Like, DC has Kevin, DC has their Kevin Feige now. And that excites me so much. And I'm just happy about that because, like, Matt Reeves and his universe, that can happen. And that can be something totally separate. And we're going to get that awesome Batman content from his stuff. But I wouldn't expect anything from that universe besides the spin-off shows on HBO until like 2025, 2026 when we're starting to get into the years that the Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars are coming out for Marvel like DC's going to have to have their guns loaded. You know, and it's not all a war either. It's not all a battle between these two comic titans. It's, you know, James Gunn has said time and time again that he's worked alongside Kevin Feige and you could almost say that he was a bit of a mentor to James Gunn. So James is going to do a good job here. I really, really believe that he's going to build a universe that's like legitimate and that carries weight and that merits like awesome, awesome reactions from fans. Fans need something, right? We need something to grab onto. We've always needed something to grab onto. And I think that 2023 more than anything is going to be a year of announcements we're going to get a lot of content announcements from warner brothers and dc and i certainly will look forward to that today on my way home i parked to eat my lunch and i noticed that the new transformers trailer came out and i don't know if you guys have seen the hasbro Transformer movie with uh, I think it's Haley Steinfeld and John Cena's in it and it was awful and it was I think it was called Bumblebee but anyways it it sort of mimics the Hasbro toys more than the Michael Bay cinematic version which I grew up with Michael Bay's version of Transformers which is a lot of slow motion you know girls with their boobs out like just rock and roll greasy action you know and Shia LaBeouf screaming and running around for three movies that's my Transformers but I'll tell you man I uh I watched that Transformers trailer I think it's like rise of the primals or something or something to do with primals and yeah it's like it looked like there was like uh like an ape slash cyborg like it was like a robotic king kong 
is what it looked like. And to me, I thought it was one of the better looking Transformers movies that I've seen a trailer for in a long time. It kind of piqued my interest. I was like, wow, this actually looks cool. Like it looks like they were able to do some of the Michael Bay stuff with that shift to the Hasbro style Transformers. And obviously they have, they still have that, uh, I think his name's Peter Morgan who voices Optimus Prime and it's still that guy. And, you know, he has some good lines in that trailer. So I would, I would uh, recommend you guys checking out that new Transformers trailer and letting me know your thoughts on that one. The other one that is going to just knock us all for a loop is The Whale with Brendan Fraser. I'm going to see that one. Not only am I going to see that one, I'm going to review that one because I think that one is going to clean house at this year's Oscars. And I like to dabble in my share of like snooty film, if you will. I like to dabble in a more serious movie like that every once in a while. And I just think that Brendan Fraser, his story with, you know, his wife divorcing him and taking all his money and him just going through the ringer with Hollywood, like Hollywood like chewed him up and spit him out and left him for dead on the side of the road. It's essentially what it comes down to. Um, but yeah, he completely transformed for this role. And he's, I think his character is supposed to be like three, 350, 400 pounds, something like that. And yeah, he got up there. But for the longest time, all we had was the still, like the picture of him, just just a picture of Brendan and Fraser essentially in the role. And it looks like it's this overweight man in an apartment. That's all we really got for the longest time. And then the trailer, it didn't give us much at all. And I really like that. I like when a trailer doesn't give you anything. But it just had a vibe about it. The way it was filmed, the score, Brendan Fraser's performance. He has one line in the trailer, and it's at the very end of the trailer. And he says, people are amazing. And it felt so, like, heartbreaking but also hopeful, it looks like it's going to be a massive, a whale, pardon the pun, of a performance from Brendan Fraser. So keep on the lookout for that one, which I think it comes out early next year, if not late this year. I, I saw another trailer the other day for, what the hell was it? It was a Willem Dafoe movie. I sent it to a couple of my friends. But that's another crazy looking trailer. I would highly recommend looking up Willem Dafoe's newest movie and giving that a watch on YouTube as well. And shout out to a YouTube channel that I've been watching the episodes for. And bear with me here while I grab my phone to take a look at what it's called. But my good friend Zane Tomich, he actually voices Harry Osborne in this in this YouTube short. And, uh, oh sorry, the Transformers movie is called Rise of the Beasts, I just see here. Of course, it's the first thing that pops up on my YouTube. But, yeah, no, I've been, I've been watching on repeat this 
Spider-Man Rise of a Hero is what it's called. It's by HF Productions on YouTube. And episode two is coming out eventually here. I watched the trailer for episode two. And like I said, Zane, uh, my friend Zane, he voices Harry Osborn in that. But it's just cool the way it's done. Like it's very cheesy and it's sort of blocky, like the way they're filmed. Like it looks, it looks kind of like the animation is kind of like Lego, but it's also like really bulky arms and stuff. Like it's obviously just, it's, it's not like the YouTube channel wasn't made for the animation. It was made for the story and the plot and the plot looks awesome. And out of all of that, the intro is my favorite part. And the reason for that is because they use Nickelback's song Hero. And I just, I've been looking on YouTube for different clips of the Spider-Man movies that we've had over our generation of time, whether that be Toby, Andrew, or Tom Holland. Um, And I've been seeing if people have edited clips of them or their intros and added in that Hero song from Nickelback. It changes the whole dynamic, let me tell you. There's even a there's a clip out there of the scene from No Way Home where Andrew, Toby, and Tom are trying to organize what the hell their attack's going to be. And somebody edited that clip to add in the song by Nickelback. And it just changes the dynamic of that movie. It changes the dynamic of any scene. It's a great song for Spider-Man. I don't know what it is, whether it's my nostalgia of watching Toby Spider-Man and having that song be the 2002 Spider-Man uh, in the end credits of that movie. There was a music video for that for that song and Nickelback released it and it was essentially a trailer for 2002 Spider-Man. And <laughs> it was just awesome. It's hard to explain, but it's just that nostalgia that comes with a character like Spider-Man. And then you pair it with this Alberta band that gets a ton of hate, but just kills it every time. Nickelback is, they're one of those bands that uh, is hated on. And I just don't really get why, you know, like it's, it's, you could argue it's simple. It's recycled material, I guess. But at at the same time, it's, it's also new and fresh and it's a fresh sound. It's a fresh riff every time. So I think Nickelback is, they're coming back, man. And I think everybody should give Nickelback a try, a fair chance. Because let's be honest, at least one in 10 of us have a Nickelback song that we just love, right? It's just one of our all times. They're a great, great band and they don't get enough recognition. I just wanted to say that here on my podcast that I'm, uh, that I'm back on. You know, I... I had a rough go in November. It was a tough, tough month. And I just want to say to all my listeners out there, like, use the resources available to you. Use your friends and use your family. You know, those people love you. And those people, they're in your corner. I've learned that in the last month. Kind of no matter what you're going through in life, lean on the people that you know have your back. Because let me tell you, I could not feel luckier. I could not feel better about the direction that my life is going 
And I have a lot of people to thank for that. But lean on the people that you feel are your people. And when it's reciprocated and they're there for you, it's a really, really good feeling. And you're not alone. (laughs) You know, the first time that I heard that saying, you're not alone, it's like, it feels a bit cliche. But when you go a little bit deeper and you're maybe going through some stuff personally and you feel alone and you feel like you're inconveniencing others when you bring them into your life problems or your circumstance that you're going through, just be honest and open with those people and you're not alone because they are there for you and you'd be surprised how good it feels to be honest with people and to just be to just meet people where they're at and to have them meet you where you're at it's it's cool man i i it's been a tough month but i've learned a lot in a month and it's good to be back at the mic so whoever you are out there who's kind of been in touch with me and helped me out over this past month i thank you very much and uh it's good to be back And I hope that we have some more content to celebrate as a group, as a fan base, as fans of this, of this glorious, glorious thing called film. And we're so lucky to live in a time where film is kind of figured out a little bit and people can experiment and people can try new things and we get a lot of visually striking stuff. It's a great time to be a comic book movie fan. So I thank you for listening to this one. I've been Comic Book Movie Guy. This has been a ton of fun, and I'll see you on the next one.